0: Gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Dollar up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. Curry, right downtown, top. This the tagger. Here's the problem I'm seeing. Zion's gonna want out soon. the i I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. And I say, Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reed-Angston. Today, we're just jumping straight into it. This is the Core T Podcast. We have the final day of the playing tournament. We have a little bit of news that we got to get to that I really want to talk about. It has to do with Avengers. It has to do with the postseason, of course. And I also want to talk about Zion Williamson. Still has to concern things in and around the postseason, even outside the postseason. But, I found this to be very, very important. I found this to be very interesting revolving around Zion Williams. I'm going to give you all my takes on this and much more. But today's just going to be a very nice, simplistic episode. Going through a few things. Then, of course, breaking down the final day. The final two games of the NBA playing tournament, which are which would be uh Bulls versus Heat and Thunder versus Timberwolves. So that's supposed to be some really, really good games. I'm actually excited for those. As always, guys, you know where to find me. Um, social media is pretty easy. Twitter.com slash heat Instagram.com slash heat NBA, and then we have Facebook.com slash heat. Remember, for the podcast, you can find me anywhere, iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, Amazon Music, um, iHeartRadio, pretty much everywhere, anywhere and everywhere we are there, SoundCloud, pretty much we're everywhere. I am pretty much everywhere, just like Courtsy.com. You can't listen to the podcast on Courtsy.com, but you guys got tons of options. Remember Courtsy.com, long-form articles, short-form articles, all of the great stuff, and so much more. With that being said, I just want to jump right into today's podcast episode. I want to get into it all. And, of course, when I have some of these injuries, I'm going to talk about it more come Saturday, especially since it's involving around Andrew Wiggins, I do have his update. Rudy Gobert, I'm going to talk about that more in the next 20 minutes or so. And, of course, we have Joyce Randall and Zion Williamson. And with that being said, it's kind of light. And on Saturday, I'm going to talk a little bit more about John Morant. Saturday, I'll talk about Ja Morant. I know that he's counter suing a teenager. It's a long story. I'm going to have, it's not the long story in the world, but I'm going to have that for the start of the postseason, the regular postseason, come this Saturday. But I just wanted you guys just to have one more simplistic episode getting right to the heart of the NBA playing tournament. So I hope that rules with you guys pretty well. And yeah, that's just some of my thoughts. Now, I have a lot of thoughts. I really do. I think about a lot of stuff. I really, really do. The amount of things I think about on a daily basis is incomprehensible. It truly is. If it goes beyond basketball. But stigma of basketball, I think about so many things. I try to plan so many things. A lot of stuff goes on my brain. And one of them was the situation surrounding Andrew Wiggins and the Golden State Warriors. I just want to say that I've become an Andrew Wiggins fan. I've been Andrew Wiggins fan, him resurrecting his career since joining the Warriors, the final season with his former team heading into Golden State, heading into the Bay Area. That was term 2019-20. When he played his final 42 games with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then played 12 for Golden State Warriors. And just having an electrifying career with the Golden State Warriors. Or tenure still going on. And I don't see that ending anytime soon. It's been great. I've been, I've been a fan for him for years now. been a fan for him for years. I love Andrew Wiggins. I've been supporting him. I know I've bashed him many, many seasons ago. But I definitely like Andrew Wiggins. He deserved to get paid. He got paid, and he's been a monumental factor. He's been a benefactor for many seasons since he's arrived. But when he had his first full season, it was absolutely tremendous. It was amazing, to say the least. And we saw the toll it did take on the Warriors when Andrew Wiggins could only play 37 games. But, that's the writer's season. The postseason is a whole nother beast. And, you need to have your entire squad healthy. We all know that. So, I like to say that the beast is about to be slain because Andrew Wiggins is cleared to play in Game 1 against the Sacramento Kings. He'll be coming off the bench with 20-25 minutes being played most likely. So you could probably see Moses Moody and a few other guys. Potentially getting some of those minutes, getting the starting role. I love to see Moses Moody. He's been playing tremendous solid basketball. Solid basketball. Over the over the past few weeks. He had a solid stretch. Oh, there goes my phone. But he has had a solid, solid stretch. I like Moses Moody. But I like Andrew Wiggins even more. And this is gonna be such a huge. Huge game changer for the Warriors, and I get it's like you could be saying, well, you have Clay, you have Steph, you have Draymond, you have you have Paul, you have all those guys, but when you're able to get back Andrew Wiggins, a vital piece, almost being a second option, we've seen that many times for the Warriors, it helps. So that's not a little bit of a breather. That's a lot of bit of a breather. And as far as I know, the Warriors don't have any more outstanding injuries or guys being away. Like, Andre Godala, we already knew about that since April 12th. Ty Jerome, day-to-day, he's already been ruled out. Oh, I'm sorry, that was April 9th. Yeah, so he's day-to-day. The Ryan Rollins has been out since February 6th. But does that really matter No, all that matters is that my guy, Andrew Wiggins, is back. And and the team's going to be better off with him than without him. And that was clearly shown. Clearly shown. I actually want to pull up Andrew Wiggins' stats for this season. Because I know he's been in double digits, but i just like to have accuracy, right? He's been averaging 17 points. Five rebounds, two assists, and one steal per game, off of forty-seven point three percent from the field and almost forty percent from deep in thirty-two minutes. Also, can I just say that when he's not injured, he plays majority of the season. When he entered the league. Well, here, from 2014, from 2014-15 to 20. 18 19, he played in 70 plus games, but from 2014 to 15 to 2017 to 18, he played in 80 plus games. So you had 2019, he still played 54. Yeah, I just did my math. He played 54 12 for the Warriors, 42 for the Timberwolves. There was a lot going on. I see he was even battling something. I think he had an injury, but then you saw 2020, 21, 71 then 73 the next year, then 37, which is a career low. No, I'm sorry. 20, would you count 2019-20 with the Warriors? But no, you have to combine that because with the 42 games. So unless you separate it out, then then that wouldn't be a career low. But let's just assume that the Warriors and Timberwolves and planned. Yeah, that's just all going to be the same. So, this is a career-low year for games played. But, personal reasons, I think he had an injury or two. But, he was out for a good chunk of the season. But, he's back. And, that's going to be a game changer. I'm not kidding with you guys. I honestly do believe that. And, I'm going to touch a little more on that come Saturday morning. I definitely will be doing that, obviously, because we just started the postseason. Because, we have the Nets 76ers game, Hawks-Celtics, Knicks, Cavaliers, then of course, the Warriors-Kings game. And that is on every two and a half hours. Each game is two and a half hours. So from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., you guys are going to be getting 10 hours of solid basketball uh, content, which is truly amazing if you think about it. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. But no, so that's where we're at with the Warriors and Kings. And conditioning should not be a problem. I know Bob Myers and Steve Kerr. Bob Myers is the general manager of the Golden State Warriors. And, of course, you know Steve Kerr, former player for San Antonio Spurs, Chicago Bulls, been the head coach for a long time. I I don't know why I'm giving you guys all this information. But anyways, um... They said he's going to be fine. They cleared him. And the men's restriction came out. About 20-25 minutes. That was per Shams in another report I believe. But just another step in the right direction for the Warriors. And they're going to have a tough time battling the Kings. The Kings have a lot to prove but. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a fun battle. At least in my opinion. I can't wait for those games. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch Game One. I don't know. You have to look at my Saturday schedule, but I will be there. But he missed twenty one games straight with the personal matter, and you have family over everything. Because you got to remember, he missed those twenty one games to help his father due to health issues. So yeah, there's no yeah. That's 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 not him just taking a leave of absence. Just because he felt like, you no, know, he had to attend to his family. And he got permission by the Warriors. So, just want to clear that up. If anyone had any confusion. Sorry, I was trying to push on my chair. But, yeah, if you guys had any confusion. Like, what, why was Wiggins gone for that long? Again, check out Courtie.com, Go under Andrew Wiggins. Or, I'll just tell you here on the podcast. But, yeah. He said to return after missing 21 games. Like, those are weeks' worth of games being missed. But it does not matter because the Warriors, like many great teams, like the Warriors, they don't need to worry about the postseason. Stephen Curry, LeBron James, they don't care about the regular season. Now, if you're struggling like the Lakers were and it's close, then yeah, you worry about the final few games, but you're you're just trying to make it healthy and ready to go just for the postseason, which makes sense. Or if you're a team like the Mavericks, it would just tank and boom, bada, bang, you call it a day. And you don't care about your fans or about the success of your franchise. But that's just another, that's another discussion for another day. And I know I have a lot of Dallas Mavericks fans listening to my podcast. So, hope you guys are enraged. I'm doing my job then. But no, all joking aside, that is the clear Update for Andrew Wiggins. A very exciting Andrew Wiggins update. And this next update, if you're a New York Knicks fan, I just skipped the next five, seven minutes how long this news is going to take me to talk about because this is very mixed, but ultimately very bad at the end. George Randall, who suffered a sprained ankle injury uh, late March. I believe it was like March 28th. Somewhere around there. He's not been clear for contact yet, but he is starting to practice again. It's unclear when he'll be able to return from his sprained ankle injury, but the hope that's going to be soon, obviously, obviously. But depending how he just keeps responding, I I don't see him playing Saturday. I don't see him playing tomorrow. There's just no way. Especially with this new report that's coming out, the Knicks are just gonna have to be relying upon RJ and Jalen for the most part. And you got good, you got saw pieces. And again, I'm gonna be hitting this a lot on Saturday. But they have the roster, they have the talent. So with or without Joyce Randall, they've been holding together. I'm trying to see if they have any other injuries. And that's really a negative. Dwayne Washington Jr., he's been out since April 8th. Isaiah Ruby, yeah, he's been out since the 9th. But if it makes you guys feel better, Randall is participating in a non contact portion of the practice uh, yesterday. So that's good. And this was confirmed by Steve Popper of Newsdays. So you have that going for you guys, but Joyce Randall will most likely not be playing. Like I can't see that. I think we can already roll, roll him out. I think that's a very logical conclusion. And Mitchell Robinson, and Obi Top, and RJ Barrett, Quinn Grimes, and Jalen Brunson, that's going to be your star in five. Then, you, of course, you have Jericho Sims, I ha- Isaiah Hartenstein, Emmanuel Quickly, um, Josh Hart, if I didn't say his name, and Miles McBride. you got Evan Fournay, but Evan Fournay really never panned out the way Knicks fans in the Knicks organization. Now, you could blame that on Fournay, or you can blame that on Thibodeau, or you can just have a combination of the two mixing. I guess if you want to put it that way. I don't know. I actually have to sit down and look at it. But the Knicks are going to be going to battle, and they're going to be going to battle without their quote-unquote star player even though I argue that Jalen Brunson is more of a star than Joyce Randall, But if you have fan appeal, you go with the guy that's been sticking with loyalty rather than the guy just got here. But that's just some perspective out there because I've read those perspectives before and I've heard them. I even thought about them before and I'm like, okay, I guess that would make sense, but I don't know. But for you guys right now, not having Julius Randall is going to stink. There is no way around that. But the sprained ankle injury is looking to be going away soon. As he's moving up the ranks in practice, he's playing those portions just to non-contact. So he's just avoiding that. He's going everywhere else for practice, which is very, very positive, to say the least. Very positive, very positive. So it's mixed news. Like I said... It was going to be a lot... It was going to have some good in there and some bad in there. It was just all going to be intertwined. Like, you have that but statement. You have the good, but then you have the bad. Right? It just works at like... um, Like, oh, he's going to be returning. But not this week. But not for this game. It's like if you say... And this really never happened, but let's just go with it. If Michael Jordan was out with an injury... And he's looking to return soon, but it's not going to be for game seven. Now, Michael Jordan, like most things, he would just play for the injury. Him and Larry Bird played for a lot of injuries. They really did. Like, they never let soreness, they never let anything happen to them. And those are just two players. Those are just two examples. Imagine if I actually dug deeper. I would love to know how load management. I don't know if that's laziness or guys just getting softer over the years. Michael Jordan predicted it many, many years ago after his playing days were well behind him. But it is interesting. Guys could play 70 plus games, 80 plus games in a season, do all of their stuff, go hard, never take a minute off. But now you have guys in today's era or well, they're if they have a finger issue, they're out. Right? It, it's super stupid. It's so stupid. But I have to I have to figure it out. Like, why did everyone get too soft all of a sudden? I don't know. If that's just me. I don't know if they're like we have to protect ourselves because the payday, or they're just really fragile nowadays. But Kobe, he didn't care. He never took a day off. He he always grinded. So I love Kobe being Bryant. I know and I know. This is not the conversation right now, but if you really do think about it, Kobe Bean Bryant and Michael Jeffrey Jordan never took games off. They never took anything for granted. They always grinded. It is one of the greatest things ever. It is. It's, it's truly amazing. And I'm pretty sure if I looked at Will Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson... Like if I'm pretty sure if I brought Max Johnson right now, he played in more games than what you would be seeing in a lot of these guys. It's actually very f- stunning. He Yeah, he always played 70 plus games. His career low was 37 games. But that was in 1981. Hmm. I think something was happening. I don't know, though. I don't know. I have to... I don't know. I don't... I can't remember what happened back in eighty eighty one, But all I know is that from 91 to 95, leading up to the 95-96 season, he did not play due to illness or HIV, and he only played 32 games. But he's 36 year old. He's been out of the league for 40 years. What do you expect? He didn't, wasn't even starting. He only played he only started nine games. That's not the that's not the magic Johnson. That's not the Irvin Johnson that we know and love, right? I'm just saying, if you really do look at that, Hey, like, hold on, hold on. I, I wanna bring up another guy. I'm pretty sure Jerry West. I'm going back, but I'm pretty sure if I brought up Jerry West, I'm pretty sure he didn't take a lot of games off. When he was 35, that's when he started playing 31 games. That's when I played 31 games. But you had this man playing 70 plus games, 60 plus games, averaging between. I'm not kidding you. Some 30. He's averaging. 35-plus minutes per season. He once played 41 minutes per game back in 64-65 as a 26-year-old, playing in 74 games. It's absolutely incredible if you do think about it. Like, Jerry West was amazing. He really was. But I know this was not a conversation. I know I'm somehow going off of Julius Randall, But it does tie into today's episode when I get to talk about um, Zion Williamson. But if you do think about it, you have a lot of the greatest of all time players or even mildly mightily, mightily decent players who are still giving her all and never complain, Far through pain injury. Dennis, uh, Dennis Rodman Rarely did he take games off. Sure, you can say, well, he only played uh 12 games in one season. That was his final season, when he was played in that one season. Not even the season with Dallas. And he was 38 years old. It's pretty crazy that he entered the league at 25, played 13 seasons, had a 13-year career, and... Dance the mess over here. I'm not going to say that he dominated, but rebounding wise, he did. He did. No one could take that away from him. From 91 to the end of 98, he had some of the craziest stat lines ever with the Chicago Bulls and uh, San Antonio Spurs. And, he, and Detroit Pitt. Like, people forget that he was on the Spurs. I don't know if you guys remember about him being on the Spurs but he was on the Spurs because it went Detroit he played De- he played with Detroit for seven seasons then went to the Spurs for two seasons and played free season with Chicago and then he left in 1998-99 to play for the Lakers then the following season entering 2000 just playing 12 games just because he could. And even in those 12 games, he played 32 minutes for the Dallas Mavericks. Like, if you think about it, it's actually really interesting. It really is. I'm, I'm looking up Steve Kerr, too. Steve Kerr, he had a lot of 82-game played seasons. He had a lot of seasons where he just grinded it out. Take that for what you will. I have to check out Larry Bird, cause I. Have, because I I just want everyone to realize that he never took off games. He always tried to figure out how to play in games. It didn't matter if his back was hurt, if he his eye he saw double. It, it, like so you guys have to go Google, Google. Larry Bird's injuries. Google all of those, in your, like, all those stories. The stories on Larry Bird, they're really good. So, here we go, guys. Played at Boston for his entire career. We already knew that. So, the season where he played the least amount of games was in 1989. Six games. But I think that was injury because the following season, 75 and 16 and 45. The following season, play was 45, averaging 37 minutes per game. He never averaged anything less than 36. If I'm taking on the I'm taking on the season where Allen played six games because I think he had a bad injury because that's when his back started just hurting and then he was a madman. He really was. And this was a man who playing 40 minutes, hold on, 40 minutes, was averaging 28 points, close near 30 points a game, and I don't know how many assists. 7 assists, almost 10 rebounds. Come on, you can't make this up. And if you want to add in the blocks and steals, you could. Just something really, really different. And the technology for medical treatment and being more, I guess, responsible, Those have all, they've all been advanced. They've all been upgraded. It's actually really interesting when you break it down. I think I'm going to have to do an article on that or a podcast episode or something. Because that, to me, is just very interesting. At least I find it interesting. I don't know if you guys are like, dude, shut up. People just have different ways of playing against basketball. But it's really interesting to me. But hold on. I, ha- I have to look this up. How about Bob Cousy? Now, I'm, I know I'm going back in time. I'm going back to the 50s when he played. I don't know even though why I'm thinking of him. Bob Cousy was a legitimate madman. Boston legend, yeah, he's a, he's a Boston legend, if you guys are Boston Celtics fans or if you're diehard or not, look up the Hall of Famer Bob Cousy because even though he did not win a championship he was wicked he's a Hall of Famer without doubt and the dude's 94 right now, as far as I know, he's not dead yeah, he's he's still alive, that's incredible, he's 94 years old I'm trying to see if there's anyone... Here, I'll check out... Let's check out Jerry West. I'm going back to the 60s now. Jerry West was a madman. He had times where he didn't play a lot of games, but you have to go to the end of But these, But these guys were playing 30, 40 minutes a night per season. So, don't... Don't go by the number of games sometimes. Because these guys were playing out of their mind. The amount of minutes. And it was a more physical era too. The errors were different. Like now we're a little bit softer. And the refs are a little bit softer. But the players back then. don't know what constituted a flagrant foul sometimes. Because if you punch the man in the face. That's a common foul. Look those videos up. Guys fighting. You, they weren't injections. It was just a part of the game. Like, check that out. I've watched those videos before. They're very fascinating. Very fascinating. Again, I don't know how I got to this point when I was talking about Julius Randle and his sprained ankle, but I'm segueing through it. I, I I want to try to transition this to Zion Williamson, but I'm saving him for the near end. The sub-made event. The... Yeah, what do you call like the main event, but the match right, uh, match below it? I don't care, I don't care. But we're gonna talk about Rudy Gobert real quick. So bad news, you saw Julius Randall was bad news. Well, in a life or death situation, a life or death game, the Timberwolves are uncertain about the status regarding Rudy Gobert for today's game against Oklahoma City Thunder. The Timberwolves may not be having him this game. They may be without him. Because per Rudy bear he says his back is still sore, not moving like it should be able to move. That is not good. And he even threw in that even if he was not suspended on Tuesday for Tuesday's game against the Los Angeles Lakers, he probably would not have been able to play in that game. So the Timberwolves are going to have to just suck it up and play without foul one of their top players on their team again. But we all agree that Anthony Edwards has to play better. We all agree that the team has to make a stinking shot. Just one. Just one shot. Something that's not just a stupid gimme shot. It could have been Thunder versus Lakers. It really could have been. The Timberwolves could have been moving on. But do the Timberwolves really want to face the Memphis Grizzlies? Who knows? But it would have been one heck of a battle. Big Cat versus John Morant or Ant Man versus Job. That would have been different. That would have been cool. That would have been unique. I get they faced off before, but in the postseason, that would have been very interesting. But yeah, guys, as of right now, Rudy O'Bear is uncertain for today's game against the Thunder. He says his back is still sore and not moving like it should be able to move. And that's not good. So I, I'm not gonna say that he's not gonna be able to play, but it's not looking good. And as far as I know, information wise, he's just uncertain. And you know what? Before I keep making myself sound like a fool if I'm wrong, let me just check the injury report. Even though that this was reported um sometime Thursday. Very specific. Well, we all know Jay McDaniels is out. Like, he, he punched a wall. Yeah, questionable. So, questionable. They have that. Sir so Joe Noel, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert are all listed as questionable day-to-day. But, if this is coming from Rudy Gobert, don't expect Rudy to be playing to, uh, today. I'm just being honest. I hate to say it like that, but I'm being honest. Like, don't, don't expect it to be going that way. It's a bummer. Don't get me wrong, but just don't expect it to be going that way. Are you guys ready? I'm just going to ask you guys a simplistic question. Are you guys ready for what I'm about to say? I'm done talking about Rudy. I'm about to talk about the Timberwolves Wolves here in a few minutes. So, I've never been a Zion Williamson fan. I've never been a, f- a fan in favor of the fat man. I just haven't. I haven't been. I told you guys, give him five seasons. Give him five seasons his knees are not going to last. You can fact check me. I've said this in public. I've said this before the draft. I've said this on the po- podcast. But I've had conversations, conversation, so I'm not just pulling this out of my butt now. But, but before I continue on, let me tell you what the man himself said. But first, Zion Williamson, who has been cleared by the Pelicans, will all return when he feels like himself again. Even though he admitted, publicly admitted to the media, that he is good Physically. So, assuming that the Pelicans, Pelicans have already been eliminated. This came out April 11th. Because he spoke with the media following report that he's not likely to play in the first round of the playoffs. This was his response. Williamson said he feels good physically, but it's more about, quote, when I feel like Zion again, end quote. Then I'm going to do something here. Here's a paragraph. Here's a paragraph. Quote, When I go to make certain moves, there's a hesitation. Sometimes there's not, and sometimes there is. I understand the magnitude of these games coming up, but I don't want to be out there hesitating or doing something that may affect my team in a bad way. End quote. I get that statement, and that's all well and good, but bro, you've been resting and eating Krispy Kreme donuts for I don't know how long. So I'm about to get into it. I put my phone down. Zion Williamson is a fraud of a first overall pick. So you guys know my hatred for Ben Simmons. I hate Zion Williamson more. I just do. I'm not afraid to say that. Because what the heck? Does it mean when someone says, "When I feel like myself again, even though he knows these are critical games and that he feels good physically? What does that mean? Can someone explain this to me? He's entitled. He's soft. He's selfish. Zion Williamson is a bomb. ESPN tried to make them this... Um, this sacred peace from the universe. When it wasn't even that. He wasn't talented in college. He wasn't talented at Duke. Big Boy could just dunk. He has some flashy dunks. And they're like, oh, let's promote him over John Moran. Really? Never been a Zion fan. And even though I said... That for the Pelicans, their big mistake would be losing Zion Williamson. And you guys can't go back. As I know, many of you guys re-listened to my podcast episodes, which I love and I'm thankful for. But do you guys even know that I've said the Pelicans will make a big mistake if they got rid of Zion? Because at that time, the Pelicans were being inefficient on how they were building their roster. And it was deteriorating and there was a lot of bad decisions. But it's built up nice now. I love the Pelicans team. But I never once I say I like Zion Williamson. Never like Zion Williamson. I'm never gonna respect this player. I'm never gonna like this player. Because who says, Yeah, I feel good physically. I'm I feel a lot better. I've been cleared, but I'm only gonna return when I feel like it. When I'm Zion again. Don't oh, go cry me a river. You're just lazy. The only effort you do in life. Is eating. That's all you do. You're not Shaq. So when you're 320 pounds. You're eating yourself out of the league. And trust me. You're no Charles Barkley. I don't know how many of you guys remember the story. But he tried eating his way out of. Being selected by the Philadelphia 76ers. Didn't work. But he tried doing that. What did he do? He got back into shape. And he became a Hall of Famer. Zion Williamson. He eats. Uh, he's forced Hey, get back into shape. And I guess his stepdaddy, I guess he doesn't like that there's, I guess, in the contract mandatory weigh-ins. The Pelicans have to know. Well, I guess him and his stepdaddy are entitled people because if you're getting paid $237 million, the least you could do is get your fat butt up on a scale and take some accountability. Now I know that he and many others don't want to do that There's been players in the NBA that have come and gone. I'd be like oh I don't want to do that. that's humiliating that's degrading. no it ain't if you're making 200 million dollars. Million it's not like it's not like you're staying in lean shape and you're training like Mike Tyson. that'd be different that'd be insulting you're eating like a bomb. Why do you think people make fun of you? It's because you don't you don't help your team. You only help yourself. And I'm not talking about the food. I'm talking beyond the food. Even though that Zion's pretty much thinking about donuts right now. He was shaped like a donut. Like if I'm the Pelicans, I trade him. I trade Zion. Zion Williamson is a disappointment. And you're like, well, when he's healthy, he scores. When he's healthy, he's efficient. Okay. Tell me the last time he's played. Maybe if his knees weren't giving out on him and he tried eating the entire market, wherever he shops at, wherever he eats at, it doesn't matter. If he, if he tries not to eat at an entire restaurant, if he tries just to work out, if he just tries to play basketball and be a little selfless that has been maybe, because you'd be like, well, when he plays, bro, he's been in the league for a very long time now. He's only played 114 games. He's only played 24 in his rookie, 61 in his second season, and only 29 in his third season. That's not good. But when he plays, he's good. No duh. Like, Really? And I see so many arguments of people like, well, if he's healthy, he'll play. He's healthy and he's not playing. Well, when he's on the court, he makes an impact. He's not on a court. He's not. The only court he's ever going to see and that he wants to see is a food court. That's the only court he's willing to step onto. and He's willing to be a part of. Like, it's really sad. That he's choosing to be selfish and greedy over his own team. And you could be like you could be like, well that's rude, that's harsh. You can't prevent injuries. Injuries happen. Like why are you holding that against them? Who says is ever holding injuries against them? It's the fact after his knees were already blown out when he got out of college and he came into the NBA, he had those problems because, of course, surgeries, rehab had to take place. I'm not holding that against him. But what's his solution? Let me get fattened up. What do we need? We need Zion, the fat man, Williamson? No, we need Zion, the lean man, Williamson. Like, the heck? Are we, compl- like, he should not be complaining about anything. His stepfather should be kneeling before the owners and general manager in the front office of the Pelicans for giving his fat-so-son a contract. That's probably guaranteed. It's kicking in after this season. They're paying him $237 million. And is that contract guaranteed? Is that contract guaranteed? I'm about to find out. I'm doing a quick search. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Five year rookie max extension worth at least $193 million. He's making close to or over $200 million. Like, Zion Williamson is not worth the mass. Um the max contract. He's not worth two thirty-seven. He's not worth two dollars and thirty-seven cents. Now why isn't he worth the max? I'm happy you guys asked. I'm happy that I'm reading your minds right now. He's egotistical, only cares about himself. Lumped down with being selfish. Once get paid, he's lazy. He has no effort. He'd rather eat than actually train. He has a weak mentality, a weak work ethic. He does not care about his teammates. He is healthy. He'd rather be healthy and sit on a bench eat a Boston Donut. Boston Donut. He'd rather sacrifice his team than the fact that he has to play 48 minutes, not even that cardio. Sure, he's healthy. But no, 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 no. He can't pull unless he feels like Zion again. The heck does that mean? Like, what was that bum talking about? Hold on. Now, maybe Zion was playing all 48 minutes. Maybe he's been just dying to play those 48 minutes again. Oh. 33 minutes. What's so special about that? You know how many players are doing that? Jewel. Giannis, Luca. There's a lot of players doing that. Heck, even older players like LeBron, they're willing to do that, and they have done that. Clay will do that. Steph will do that. KD, Booker. No, not Fat Man Zion. Now, if you say there's a 48-minute eating contest, he's going beyond the 26 minutes one of the laziest 22-year-olds ever, he's a bum of a first overall pick, oh, he could do some cool tricks, look at him dunk it, whoa, play a game, you big idiot, He, he weighs 284 pounds, he cut off 40 plus, I'm happy. Like, Zion Williamson's stepdad needs to shut up. Because that's just entitlement saying that, oh, his son needs to get paid everything and not need to be held accountable. Shut up. Just shut up. Zion is a bum. He has no game. He's not as great as Shaq, so stop eating like you're Shaq and stop pretending you're Shaq. You're not Shaq. You're not even Shaq's jockstrap. I'm just being honest. My my rage for Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson does not deserve the max contract because he'll never help the Pelicans win anything. He's a liability. Look at his knees. Look at his weight. If you're fat, you'll have bad knees. If you're fat, but you lose all the weight, but then you're not disciplined to keep the fat off your darn body, you're going to destroy your body in the process, and you're going to hurt your team because now they have to pay for that financially because it's guaranteed most likely. And now they have to worry about a liability financially and then through playability. There's people that like Zion. I'm sorry, but if you're a fan of Zion Williamson, other than I have A, I have to ask, what's your IQ? And B, I have to ask, do you like being a moron? Do you like just celebrating obesity? Like, do you like doing that? I don't know. I don't know if that's like a new trend going on, but you can't be 320 pounds or you just. You can't be that selfish where it's like, I'm only going to do things when it's on my terms. No bucko, that's not how it works. In fact, if the team is paying you and they clear you, you're ge- you get your fat butt off your expensive couch probably and your expensive home with your nice items and with your fancy food. Because we know that you have to have food everywhere. And you play the game. You go to the practice. You help your team. C.J. McCollum went through a hand injury where he needs surgery. But you can't stop eating Lay's potato chips? What moron's trying to defend his putts. His stepdad's trying to get involved. Zion needs to play. They both need to shut up. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. I have nothing left to say. I have like nothing left to say. Absolutely shameful. Like, what? Like, why? Why? Like, the Pelicans need to trade him, somebody will take him. You know, even better, I hope he just rots out of the league. I'm sorry. You guys saw I hated Ben Simmons with a burning passion. Imagine how I feel about um, Zion. That's so, why well, you never hype up a guy that doesn't even have five years. I said, give it five years or less, and you're going to see his knees buckle. I've been right about Zion Williamson. But, no, no, everyone wants to, like, be, quit being rude. not being rude. Look at Tubby. Anyways. Anyways. Let's talk about the playing games. <laughs> I didn't know how to make that. I didn't know how to make it flow or transition well. So, you know, what I was going to say is bluntly. We're talking about the playing tournament now. Friday, April 14th. Today is the day. Final day of the playing tournament. I'm very excited. That means tomorrow I get to watch some good old playoff basketball. Bulls-Heat game will be on TNT. Thunder Timberwolves game will be on ESPN. Very exciting. Very exciting. Bulls versus Heat. I'm going to Bulls. The Heat were very lackluster. I know there's going to be a huge rebound. I know there's going to be a huge rebound. You would think of Fury for the Heat. I don't know, but I'm picking the Bulls. I'm not counting out Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan as squad. I'm just not. I take that team to be the favorites. And ESPN Analytics would disagree with me. They're giving a the favorite to Miami. But I just, I can't. I, I know that they're going to be looking at Miami and say, you're going to have that rebound. I just don't see that. I honestly do not see that. This is do or die. See, I, I just, I, 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 just have to pick the Bulls. I don't even care if it's a shooting match, if it's a shooting game, it's over. If it's offensive, pure offensive, it's over. Bulls are gonna win that. I honestly do believe. I just don't think that the Heat are gonna be able to recover. I'm taking the Bulls. The Bulls are going to write off their momentum. What did against the Toronto Raptors. And it's just going to be that. Remember that game is going to be live. 4 p.m. Mount Standard Time. And 7 p.m. East Coast Time. Uh, Bulls take on the Heat. But that is out of the way. And DeMar DeRozan's daughter will not be there. So the Bulls MVP of the playing tournament will not be there. So hopefully have another Screamer. If not... Free throws may get tricky. Not gonna lie. Now, of course, guys, at six thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time or nine thirty p.m. East Coast Time on ESPN. ESPN is hosting the Thunder Timberwolves game. I'm taking the Thunder. The Thunder's the clear favorites. They beat out the Pelicans. That Pelicans game was a very fun game, a very very fun game. The Timberwolves, they're not gonna be able to make a shot. Their team is kind of banged up right now. I'm taking the funder. I'm taking the funder, and it's not even close. And what do ESPN Analytics say? They, do they do they agree with me? Do they not? It's loading. They do not agree with me. They actually believe that OKC is an underdog. They believe that there, there's a 56% chance that the Timberwolves win. That's a 13% difference. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that one. Not gonna lie. Don't know how I feel about that one. Well, it don't matter. I don't care that the Thunder are 16 and 25 away. I'm going all for them. The Timberwolves are gonna choke again. You can bank on that. And guys, with that being said, the Thunder are gonna win it. The Bowls are gonna win it. The 8th seeds will be filled. And we'll finally have. Our playoff brackets submitted. And I'm gonna get that playoff bracket ready for Saturday morning. I'm gonna reveal that to you guys tomorrow. So do not, do not, do not miss it. And I'm trying to get that picture. I'm trying to pull up the picture real quick just to give you guys a little heads up, a little recap. You know, you know. Uh, anytime, I have, thank you. So. Thunder Timberwolves, whoever wins that game, Nuggets will be facing one of those two teams. Thunder Nuggets, that's pretty cool. Bulls against Ra- uh, Bulls against Heat. I can see Bucks taking on the Bulls. I would actually like that. I would love to see the Bulls defrone the Bucks. We've seen <laughs> it work last time, but maybe something could be different. Imagine if both number one seeds lost to former 10th seeds, now eighth seed teams. That'd be really funny. I don't say it's going to happen, but I don't know. Let's just get to tomorrow. Let's just get to Saturday first. Let's just get past today, Friday's games. So, guys, with that being said, this is all I have for today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening all the way through and just being here throughout the grind. Remember, April 7th to the 17th, we're just continuing our advancement. Through the playing tournament. And through the start of the postseason. So guys. With that being said. This is all I have. And I got nothing else to say. Other than. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the postseason. Tip off. Yeah I guess you could say. End the playing. Beginning of the postseason. Come 12am. Anyways. Peace out.